Toxic Garbage Island. Change it up, make uh, from the uh, Metallica, Seek and Destroy. Go with a little Gojira. Okay, so um, let me send this uh, text out. Uh, this is Ian Trottier for Discussions of Truth. And momentarily, we'll be having calling in Edward Jacob Lang, who, um, well, he's got a lot going on. He was uh, part of the January 6th uh, event, called an event that happened at the U.S. Capitol. And uh, he'll be joining today's program. Now, doubleheader coming your way as... This afternoon, I'll be hosting uh, Doug Osmond, and he'll be talking about his 501c3 called Life Santa. He is currently helping to find homes, food, uh, whatnot, shelter, clothing uh, for uh, the children in Maui, victims of the... uh, Horrific fires in Maui. So, lifesanta.org uh, will be the second episode today. So, standing by here, waiting for uh, Mr. Lang to phone in, and uh, we will uh, begin uh, that discussion and see what is happening in uh, from his angle and his world in regards to what people refer to as the J6. Um, events of uh, 2021. So, uh, look, uh, as the global lists, uh, and, and make no mistake about it, folks, the, um, the, global, the global attack on humanity is spearheaded from an economic front. Uh, the New World Order... Uh, as it is referred to um, by means of self-identification, really, um, the cartel, the European banking cartel, uh, lays out in plain sight their objective, which is global control under their order. Um, And you find that on the back of uh, what are currently still in circulation, uh, U.S. dollars. Um, The agenda is, of course, to uh, extract all paper uh, currency from uh, from, uh, economic operations and uh, turn it digitally. So um, the really the tip of the spear of that is something called transhumanism. Uh, and I refer you to uh, Anthony Sutton and uh, 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 his name is Wood, and he's a past guest on my show. Um, so Sutton and Wood uh, have written, uh, Patrick, have written extensively, uh, wrote, Sutton is deceased, extensively on the, the trans humanism and or be it the Technocrats, something referred to as technocracy. Uh, and uh, the technocracy is pra- basically the industry of what is described as the objective of trans 
humanism, that is integrating advances in technology with the way that the human being conducts, conducts itself, conducts itself on the planet. Uh, and that is, of course, um, what many folks were arguing and complaining and uh, yelling about um, in uh, at the at the height of the lockdowns, right? Because this was this was a time when the bio and tech, for instance, um, and the push for vaccinations and mandatory vaccinations integrated again the advances in uh, these nanotechnologies uh, which of course um, uh, changed and changes a human beings DNA um, and this has essentially everything to do with um, with a social credit based system um, if the argument stands correct, which I have very real reason to believe that that is exactly what's at play here. Um, so, um, in regards to politicians, how do you therefore identify, uh, identify politicians that are uh, that are open and understanding this globalist maneuver to essentially I mean the objective is not only to conquer the United States, make it obsolete, fold it into this United Nations new world order. Um, that is the that is one of the, that is a, a tactic, really, to achieve objective. Um, the United States is, and its people, people like you listening to me, are, I assume, uh, you, but you are, you are standing in their way, right? You're, you're standing in the way because you're um, standing up to retain your constitution, or retain the United States. Uh, you, um, you're an enemy of the European banking cartel, otherwise known as the deep state. So, uh, when you deal with politicians, regardless of Democrat or Republican, if these people fail to understand this global objective, um, and the way to unify a global population is by dominating the economy. Because that is essentially the value of your interaction with society. Um, and it makes you, therefore, um, more valuable or less valuable, but it uh, it quantifies, in a sense, quantifies who you are to that system in regards to that governing body that 
controls you. Um, so if a politician fails to speak out against this, then they're either too weak to represent you uh, or they are part of the problem. One of the, uh, one of the arguments against Donald Trump, though very patriotic he seems, is that he never spoke publicly against the vaccinations, uh, the mandates, right? So the, uh, to his credit, he spoke out against the mandates, I believe. They didn't speak out against them, and he promoted, obviously, what was Operation Warp Speed, uh, primarily ran by the Red Cross. Um, deception is the art of war, Sun Tzu. Um, and Sun Tzu, by the way, was translated by Jean-Marie Amiot, a French Jesuit. So Sun Tzu is a fictitious or a non-fictitious character. I suspect that he was a fictitious character. Um, anyway, if, an, if a politician fails to identify publicly this European banking cartel, then they should not be representing you, and you should be working to extract them from their position of office. Okay, I'm not sure if Jake's going to phone in. It could be... My reception is poor. Um, I could always try him. Let's let's see if. Uh, yeah, let's just go ahead. He said he was going to call me. But you know what? Let's go ahead and call. Let's call him because uh, this is the time slot I've got that I can engage in a discussion with him. So let's see if he answers. This is uh, Edward. So two different numbers here. It's Edward. Uh, Edward Jake Lang. Let's see if Mr. Lang answers. Let's see what's going on in his world. I mean, I could continue my dialogue, but since this was scheduled, let's see if he answers. Okay. So they didn't answer again. There was two lines for this fellow. Um, there's, there were two lines for him. Let's see if he answers the second line. Okay. Maybe something's come up. Can't, uh, can't do it. Check Jake Lane. Let's see if Jake Lane. This is Jake Lane. Thanks, John. Okay, so evidently something has come up with, uh, with with Mr. Lang. I'll try to accommodate him at another point in time. Uh, his name was in the news uh, yesterday because uh, SCOTUS will be reviewing a case that he's involved in. He was also just awarded a $500 million, or excuse me, $500 well, let me read it to you. Uh, yeah, 500,000. Uh, Patrick Byrne, who's a former guest on the program, overstock.com, 
uh, he had joined, uh, he joined Mr. Lang's podcast and pledged a donation of half a million, uh, to this, uh, legal fund. Looks like there was a caveat and that was based on whether they could raise 250, uh, by the end of the weekend. Sounds really odd to me, but, uh, nonetheless, that's what the text that I received was Mr. Lang has been trying to get on the program here for a number of months. And, um, and I had a time slot here that could have worked, but I don't think, don't think it's going to work today, but I'll give him the few moments to return the phone call. Um, regardless, uh, Doug Osborne will be joining the second slot today. Uh, and uh, we'll be discussing uh, we discuss discussing his 501c3. That is uh, donating resources to the homeless children of Maui. Maui. So that'll be coming up in a couple hours. Um, but anyway, so. When you, you, you look, folks, you must be suspicious. You must be suspicious of everyone and anyone. Um, and that's just the day and age that we live in. What you have in the United States is the most valuable form of government. You should consider yourself incredibly, uh, incredibly, uh, lucky if you live in the United States. Um, you have a constitutional republic, which means a constitutional represents you. That constitution is the most free uh, document devised by any government ever. Um, yeah, I want to get it in my, in my past episode. And please go listen to it because I get into the difference between uh, Platonism and Aristotelianism. Uh, Plato and Aristotle. Uh, there's a very stark contrast between the two philosophies. Plato uh, uh, mentored Aristotle. Socrates, of course, was... Uh, the mentor of Plato. So Socrates, Plato, Aristotle, that's the order. But Western civilization and its form of governance were greatly influenced by both of these orators. Um, and I get into that because it's important to understand the difference. I get into that in my last episode. So please go listen to the last episode. Um, returning to trying to help you identify a politician that might best represent you and your constitution. Uh, again, if you extract from, if you step back and you look at the creation of the country, the country was created um, formally, right, in 1775. The independence was run in 1776. And in, I believe, 1783. Was it 83? I usually get that date wrong. Um, uh, 1783, 
the Constitution was ratified. Okay, now that's that's very critical because that is when the real body of the govern government was formed. Uh, excuse me, 1787. Uh, 1789 is uh, the year that I'm finding here as uh, that ratification year. So, uh, I always get that date. I get it. it was created in 1787, presented in 1787, it was ratified in 1788. It became effective as of 1789. Um, to best help you identify, again, a politician that represents you and your constitution is a politician, in my mind, that understands the European banking cartel that has formed uh, the economic structure of the United States since day one. That's 47 presidents that it has basically controlled. And those presidents that waver from course or try to um, try to spin an attack uh, have been shot. They've been assassinated. Uh, McKinley was one. Uh, Lincoln was another. Uh, John F. Kennedy was another. John F. Kennedy, the most famous, I suppose. Lincoln and Kennedy, the most famous. Lincoln shot in Fort Cedar in D.C. Uh, by Jesuit-linked assassin. And the uh, uh, John Kennedy, uh, again, uh, the evidence, if you dig into the Knights of Malta, uh, the evidence is strong. Um, see, the CIA is controlled essentially by the Knights of Malta. The CIA are modern-day conquistadores, amigos. The CIA, yes, has some very good people in it, just like the FBI, just like the United States government. just like, But like any large organization, it has been infiltrated. The CIA, by inception, post-World War II, um, is controlled by uh, the British uh, Knights of Malta. The Knights of Malta, of course, are uh, an ancient order uh, that go back to, I think, 10-something, uh, 10 10, uh, 1030-something, maybe? Um, some of these dates I don't always get right, but uh, the Knights of Malta are a Vatican order that date about a thousand years in existence, a thousand years. That is four times, over four times, uh, uh, the existence of the United States of America. Okay. The United States is an infant on the global stage. Uh, these ancient organizations that feed into Rome, this is why I spoke about Plato and Aristotle, because these were Greek orders. Not Roman, and that's important to understand. Rome conquered Greece, uh, not the other way around. Yet, freedom has been obtained by Greek philosophy, not Roman philosophy. Roman bases their entire existence off of a uh, basically a pyramid scheme that is uh, controlling from the top down. Emperors, right? Prior to the popes, there were emperors. Um, Constantine uh, was the first, uh, supposedly the first Christian emperor. Uh, and he became, uh, uh, it wasn't a pope, but that was basically the start of this conversion of Christianity into, uh, it's a monopoly. It's a monopoly is what it is. 
the, the Roman Catholic Church, Rome, is a monopoly. It's a form of governance. Make no mistake about it. And uh, their objective, uh, like most organized religions, their objective is to convert as many people as they possibly can under their system of, um, of religion. And that's where the United States stands in their way. I'm helping you identify what the deep state is now, folks. Um, of course, it's way more complex than that, but um, the United States, with a freedom of religion, right? Uh, you know, this is where other religious sects will say, um, will say, well, uh, you know, Ian, these, uh, the, the, the United States was formed off of a belief in God. Well, of course it was. Uh, the pilgrims left that same system. Uh, was it King James at the time? Uh, left that same, the same, yeah, it was James. Uh, left that same system to seek religious freedom. Right? Because they didn't want to be uh, controlled by what was uh, created after Henry VIII, the, the Church of England, uh, which was nothing more than a sect of uh, this Roman Christian movement and organization. So anyway, uh, doing controlling. Uh, one of my early guests, one of the early guests on Discussions of Truth was, uh, was a guy that wrote... Uh, wrote a book called the Perkins, John, a book called the Confessions of an Economic Hitman. And uh, he was a contractor for the CIA. Um, there's a term called the Jekyll. And the Jekyll is used uh, uh, by the CIA to go into a, uh, a lesser, in, in regards of a power structure, right? It, uh, uh, um, not to say subordinate, uh, but a, uh, a weaker uh, government. Uh, take uh, Panama, for example. To go into Panama and uh, negotiate a contract for bananas. Uh, if the president or controller of that country, that weaker power, does not oblige by the Jekyll, the business representative, then... Um, they are taken out. They're killed. Uh, and uh, if you haven't listened to that episode with uh, John Perkins, one of my very first podcasts on Goodwood Radio, uh, I I do uh, exhort that uh, you uh, for you. I listen to that episode with John Perkins, Confessions of an Economic Kickman. So you try to, instead of invading a country and conquering, uh, you control it from the inside out, uh, economically. And the argument with the United States, of course, is that uh, the United States has been uh, really officially controlled from an outside source uh, with the passing of the uh, Federal Reserve Act of 1913 under Woodrow Wilson. That is when, from my research, the um, city of London which is a Roman banking center that controls the monarchy, uh, the city of London uh, has controlled um, the United States federal government since 1913. Now, it has controlled it at various points prior to that in different forms, but collectively it has it achieved, it, it, it achieved its success of control by getting that 
passed through Congress, 1913, Federal Reserve Act. And the United States has been used as a, uh, basically a pawn or a proxy uh, to, and its military, to achieve the goals of this international cartel, which is nothing more, as you peel back the layers of it, it's nothing more than a holy war for these people. And that is why this conflict in Israel is so important. And I'm not going to get into that right now, but any terrorist, uh, any terrorist is an enemy, uh, right? Um, and of course, that can be subjective on how that's defined. What is a terrorist? Well, killing innocent people in the name of a religion, which is what Hamas did with the Israelis, um, is, an, is, is, is an act of War, of course, it's, that person is an enemy. Had the Israelis done it the other way, uh, other way it, it doesn't matter what country it is. Okay, just killing innocent people um, is wrong. But but that's not my point. My point here is the creation of the state of Israel about seventy about seventy years ago now, a little more than seventy years ago now. Uh, the creation of the state of Israel um, is a reflection of is a reflection of the. Uh, the entire system, the entire uh, socioeconomic system that global, that the modern globe or global uh, trade and uh, interaction is based on. You're looking at Christianity, right? Uh, Christianity has become the most profitable business on the planet. Now, I don't mean to be taking away from your beliefs. Um, and getting back to the U.S. Constitution, giving every person um, the right to uh, their practicing the religion that they choose. It just so happens that the Constitution was derived from Judeo-Christian principles. Okay, they're not Islamic principles. They're not Buddhist principles. These are Judeo-Christian principles that the United States Constitution reflects. Period. So helping to identify politicians that understand the real enemy of the United States, because it's now, it's not a domestic enemy, but the enemy is now within the United States because it's operating under the guise of a federal system, if you will. The Federal Reserve is not federal. It's not, they're not elected. They're appointed people, officials. Um, and like I said, this is not an American entity. It's a European entity based out of the city of London. And the city of London is not an English entity. The city of London is a Roman entity. Uh, so I've been talking, speaking about this now for a few years, but um, I try to drive it home to the people that obviously listen to me because it's very important to understand this. Uh, your enemy is not American. It's not, you know, there's, it's not a civil enemy. Uh, this is a... But what's becoming, this is a European enemy, but what's becoming increasingly divisive is um, this movement to impose uh, a communism or a socialism. Now, perceived from the outside, um, perceived from the outside, uh, the, a communist or socialist type of life is inviting, right? Because because uh, Robin Hood, right? So spread the wealth. That makes sense, right? I mean, this is why we pay taxes, folks. This is why this is why there is a taxation system in place, so roads can be paved, so that water can be purified, right? 
Um, so from the outset, um, you know, there shouldn't be any homeless, right? There shouldn't be any homeless. There shouldn't be uh, people that are cold and shivering and, uh, and, and hungry, right? That's a perfect world. So how do you devise a system to do that? Well, you know, the Karl Marxist system. The, the problem with this, the problem with socialism and communism, in my opinion, is the power that distributes the resources. Well, it's that that power stays in place. It doesn't relinquish its power. That that power doesn't live. That power doesn't live in a um, a government given. Well, okay. Well, the power doesn't live like you, right? The power doesn't live like you. Uh, you can take China. You can take Russia. You can take Fidel Castro. You can take some of these examples. Um, the power lives a luxurious lifestyle, and you live as an average person. Okay, sure, you're taken care of. You have the basic needs. Um, so, you know, should you have a tax, a tax that gives national health care? Well, I, I think you probably should, right? I mean, that makes sense. And that's the Obamacare, and that's this, you know, these different people that talk about a universal health care system. Okay, that's that's open to debate. And yes, I think it's appropriate, but. Communism in itself is nothing more than feeding this Roman machine. So, anyway, so I'm going to wrap it up here. Uh, Jake Lang, not sure what happened to Jake. I'll try to bring him back on. Uh, this is Ian Strachier for Discuss Your Truth. Find a politician that represents your constitution and understands the economic uh, deep state European banking cartel, period. Till next time, folks. Be awesome.